hits the top spot at 59-1-2. Neck and neck. Simpson does not want to give in. There is the chicken flag and it's a win for Zach O'Sullivan. On this episode of Passing on Passion today, um, we actually have a very special guest, um, uh, almost family of mine, to be honest. Um, I would consider him a friend and, and also a brother. Uh, it's my pleasure to have Kian Jewis in the house with me. And um, we're just going to talk about him, his career and his re-up and how he's going to come back in 2021 stronger than ever. So Kian, it's been a while. Thanks for coming in today. Having a chat with me, it's been a quite a long time, I feel, um, since we've actually had a proper sit down and actually look back at your career and, um, you know, what you did before any of my involvement, which was pretty impressive. And then when I was working with you, which was extremely impressive and, and what you've moved on to do and the experiences you've been through. First of all, let you know, the people that don't know who you are, give us a bit of a rundown on, on how you got into racing. Um, so obviously from a family background of of motorsport you know my granddad used to be a bit of a rally driver nice. and uh my dad used to obviously do some karting until he broke his back yeah so you know what let's send his boy into it <laughs> um but uh no it's we've kind of gone from there really and then obviously to karting to cars and to where we are today yeah yeah and the karting side did you go straight into the cadet level or were you a bit older than that what age did you actually start competing uh obviously started competing when i was eight in yeah. cadet um a good few years in the cadet racing uh won the british championship yeah and then obviously moved on to the rotax classes yeah. but um yeah we'd won a gp plate in the cadets from the pit lane nice uh, which yeah. was was pretty impressive and i'd say if anyone was to remember from my karting days that's what they'd say well i know I, the... I know that's where that essentially that's where i actually not met you but i saw you for the first time and not so much because you started last or sorry, <laughs> it was worse than that. From the pit lane, you had to wait for everyone to go past, yeah. and you went and won that race. And what was it? Fifteen laps? Yeah, it couldn't be much more. Yeah. Twenty minutes or so. Fifteen yeah. minutes. So, for me, that was that was where I I wouldn't say noticed you, but that's when I saw the character in you. Because, and again, it's not because you won the race; it was because you on the grid. You went to start the race. Dad pulled the pull cord, or it was your mechanic, I can't remember. He pulled the pull cord and literally came off in his hand. Couldn't start the engine. So everyone got going. You had to start from the pit lane. And that moment right there was the where I saw, I mean, how old were you at that point? 11? Yeah, couldn't 10, be too old. 11. Yeah, 11, 12. And it was at that point I recognized yeah. a driver that was quite mature because most drivers would have kicked off, thrown it, because you had a chance of winning. We could see that, obviously, where you're starting. You know, you're throwing your gloves out, kicking the car, but you didn't. You literally stood back, hands behind your back, and just waited for them to sort it out. And then, when they did get it going, you literally jumped in and just did the job. Now, for me, that's, like, that was, for me, the standout. Like, you know, I think it was three laps from the end, or two laps from the end, you actually took the lead. Um, yeah. I mean, for me, I, I, it was it's one of my best memories of karting that is watching you do that and that's before i even knew you yeah i'd say <clears throat> for sure if, if people say kian jewish karting they everyone on that day no matter what was going on in the race it was obviously a big chance for myself yeah. to win yeah, you know yeah. from like you say from the pit lane yeah and not only when everyone's gone it's then like five seconds cold tires and it's just that, head down that was that was impressive and if uh, anyone wants to go and see that go onto youtube british car masters what year was it uh, must have been 14. Yeah, 2014. Go and look for it and you'll see it. What a race. That's You'll see some serious racecraft in there. But what's quite funny is, and then that, that, that's when I had to go and just 
introduce myself to you really and just explain you know express my uh my you know my how impressive i thought that was um and from then on we started actually working together which was fantastic um and then we went on to win the 2015 mini max championship in britain and i'd say you had a pretty successful english career didn't you in, in the uk yeah, um, I'd say so. You know, obviously with the cadets and moving straight on to the minimax, winning the first year with round to go and to do the GP play again, but it was from last on the grid. Yeah. You know, we, we've been obviously thrown out of the pre-final for a little instance, should we say. And obviously <laughs> Who was to, that with? Uh, Mark Kimber, I think. Was it Kimber? Yeah, was it? <laughs> I think so. You know, the hairpin. But, um, but you've always been known as a, as a carter, especially you've always been known for being a racer, the the aggressor, if you like, you always make things happen. That's one of the enjoyable things of watching you race, to be honest. And that's still to this day, isn't it? Yeah, I think I think Nigel Edwards for me is is probably what he says. As long as it's hard but fair, yeah. you know, if if someone done that to me, obviously I wouldn't be too happy. But fair enough, yeah. you know. So, yeah. and that's kind of what it was in them years, you know. So you can just... you can you can give it out and you can take it as well. Is that yeah, what you're well, saying? that's the thing though. If you give it, you got you got to be able to take <laughs> yeah. it. But um, that's that's what made the racing so hard. Yeah. You know, that's what makes for me the British karting level so tough. And yeah. when they do go to Europe, that's why everyone the GB is is so competitive yeah. when they yeah. go out there. And we did, we did do a brief spell in Europe, didn't we? We did a year, which was a bit uh, up and down, let's say. Um, yeah. You know, we you had some success in there. I think our best, best, your best, best result. I say it's ours, but your best result was actually what P two in the European race. Uh, well, oh no, it wasn't. That's a lie. I take that back. Sorry, I'll let yeah. you finish that. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no, we obviously the first round was it was in Adria for the Champions Cup. Yeah. Um, with Ricardo, yeah. part, um, partner to Biro. But let's just say we struggled a lot, obviously, first round and couldn't quite get bits where we need to be. Yeah. And then obviously it rained, and uh, the British drivers obviously get used to the rain. So. Rise to the top, didn't they? <laughs> yeah. What was um, it? Where did you start in the end? You started where? In the final? I think it was, well, in the pre finals around 20th. It, was, it wasn't great. But um, obviously, wherever you finish, you effectively double your position. <clears throat> yeah. So we'd come through to the front and then obviously had to do basically all over again for the yeah. final. So probably mid to near the back again to come through and win. So that was kind of... And I'm pretty sure that was the last lap. Yeah, that was the last, that lap. the last I'd lap. I literally got there. I'd say the progress shot to three laps. Yeah, and I was third and couldn't quite get things going and got to second literally last lap, three or four corners from the end. We managed to do it. But um, yeah. Yeah, Again, that's for me. For... I've not, I've not seen that. I still haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen people do that. And it's. Again, another race that people should go and watch on YouTube because that was a very impressive race. So yeah, that, that win, and that you're the first person to win an international race on a on a Ricciardo car as well. Right? Yeah, and that, that was the first year they brought out the OKJ engine yeah. from what used to be KF3. So you yeah. know, it was just a little boy from England who'd just come off and obviously no expectations all the way up until yeah. maybe in the pre-final someone might have thought something, but... Yeah, to go in the final, that was kind of my name, yeah. kind of stamped into Europe. But yeah, then, no, like you say, from the rest was was pretty rocky. But yeah. it was highs <laughs> yeah. and lows. It was a bit low. I mean, you know, the, the whole reason for us doing this and sitting here today is not just to talk about how amazing you are. And, you know, and while I don't want you to go into too much detail, tell tell our listeners what did you learn through that year? We had highs, but we also had lows. What what was it you you learned as an individual through that rocky year? Uh, for me, it was look, as long as I'm doing my job, you know, some things aren't controllable. Yeah. And um, but what you can control, try and just do the best job you can. For me, that was that was pretty much my aim for that year. Yeah. And um, 
you know, there were spells we still made things work. And mm. like, you know, for example, when you look at Formula One, watching the driver to survive, uh, the Alpha Mark or Haas might finish ninth and they're over the moon. Mm. You know, and that's kind of what it was, just trying to make the best job of what yeah. we could with what we had. Um, but yeah, so that was a pretty hard kind of grind of a year, but then obviously switched halfway through. Yeah. And um, had a, a spell of kind of a brightness again. Yeah. And... That was kind of again back to all oh, right. This is what he's about. Yeah. You know, it was kind of back to where we should be. And then you know everything. You know, politics, especially in high level karting as well. Yeah, absolutely. Politics come into stuff. You know, it makes makes the road pretty difficult. And yeah. I think sadly, in this sport, the the money talks, doesn't it? At the end of the day, um, yeah. and if you know, I think it, people people will will take take the money and that's fair enough everyone's got to make a living and stuff like that um but it doesn't make it easy for the people that don't have the money does it so you, you yeah. i guess essentially you become you learn to be a fighter don't you you know well yeah that's the thing it just makes the fighting even harder and you fight for every position twice as hard you know because yeah. it's it's very valuable yeah um but yeah you know some people are spending excess of gp2 budget for carton yeah. you know yeah. so when you're up against that it's very tough especially at that level you know exactly. it's the pinnacle which then leads us into the reason the following year we moved into Ginetta Juniors, which yeah. was a, I mean, a late call, wasn't it? You know, it was literally, yeah. I think it was like two days before the, uh, the no, it was a week before the week start before. of the, the start of the championship, wasn't it? Uh, we had a test. Yeah, I think what we'd done two, two days, three days in the car, maybe once, yeah. one of each different track, and um, obviously head to Brands Hatch for the first round and. Yeah. You know, going out on the Friday, never been in the car on my own without a passenger. Yeah. Um, without me sitting, sitting me, next to me, me. me slowing us down. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so, you know, things are very different. Um, it was very tough at the start. Yeah. But same thing, then trying to start to prove yourself all over again. Yeah. You get to the point of, obviously, you can't and you prove yourself, you move on, then start all the cycle again, you know. And can you can you remember that far back? Obviously, we were late starting, um, really late last minute decision, but it was definitely for me, I think, the right decision. To It was the right time for you because you were mature enough mentally to uh, to take on this challenge. What what specifically do you recall being the hardest thing to get your head around when you moved from that cart into the car? Um, you know, it's very heavy. You know, you go from a cart, which is not even 200 kilos, to and add a, add a whole ton onto it, yeah. you know, so... A lot bigger. And in the day, the racing is racing. You know, you know how to defend. You, you've learned your trade in karting, yeah. and you just apply it. But um, it was it was pretty tough the first the first few days. Was getting ahead into it, and the first first round or so was pretty difficult. But straight when we get to the second round, we you know we was on the podium straight away, which yeah. was good. But like I say, it's just making that switch of something clicks. You know, your head your head gets gets in the right place, and yeah. you're in the right right frame of mind with the car and Everything starts working as one. And I think, well, I mean, you won the rookie championship with ease. I don't think we were off. I think from round two to the second to last round, I don't think you were off the podium in any of the races. Yeah, we we went for a big spell. The me of um, second ten times in a row. Yeah, it, was, it was it was a bit frustrating. <laughs> Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yeah. I felt like that to that season. But when you did get that win, I mean, again. Again, you know, you, if you go back, if you if if you go back and look at the ITV four stuff from that year, which I think was what twenty seventeen, you go and watch those races, and literally you just see your car always making stuff happen, making moves, overtaking, defending, like causing a scrap. It's just, it's exciting to watch. It always has yeah. been, and uh, and and I think the fact that you were able to so quickly bring that back 
into the into the car from karting. What do you what do you think you've got that just makes you be able to just there we go. Doesn't matter what it is. I'm just going to stick my. I'm going to stick it in there and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> like, what, yeah, what uh, gives you that confidence? Is it confidence or is it is it you know pure talent? What I don't know. I think it's just an instinct. You know, you're. I think it's one of those things you either have it in you or you don't. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it can be taught to a certain extent, mm. but a lot of it is just if it's in you or not. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just kind of what I was taught as at a young age, and that's that's where we race. <laughs> I remember you. I remember the race that you won at Knockhill. You were, I mean, it was one of the most frustrating watch it races I've ever watched live on TV and at the track at the same time. I don't, I think I must have been shouted so many times. But the, you know, we took the lead, we lost the lead, we took the lead, we lost the lead, we took the lead, defended well, and then two laps to go, we lost the lead. And I was like, oh, we're going to finish bloody second all over again. Yeah. What, like, how right? And then, you know, you then watch that, I think it was the a lap to go from like second to last lap. Last lap. Came, was it the last him. lap? Was it? You yeah. came onto it and literally done a dummy move, which was unreal to take the lead and won it on the last lap. But the thing is, when we then spoke afterwards, you said, yeah, I saw the guy in P1, his mirror was folded in. So he wouldn't be able to see where I was positioning the car. There's not many people that are that aware while they're driving. Like, you know, as, as we found out when we were doing filming of the questions and answer things, you're not the sharpest tool in the box, yeah. But you're pretty smart. So what? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, obviously being teammate at Dan Harper that year, it was it was very good for I think for the pair of us, you know, to push each other very hard. Yeah. It was very fast, and same Dan could also race very well. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it was always pushing against each other really hard, and I think that's what made us progress so well that year. But um, yeah, you. you even off the track, you know, you learn the way each other is. And yeah. for me, that's, you know, you know how he drives and you could see the mirror was in and um, obviously he worked out, you know, where he's going to be breaking in the last minute. Because if you ever see the onboard, it's from no steering until almost like 90 degrees to get yeah. the car out in time. Um, and obviously nice and late on the brakes. But <laughs> that was for me. I knew as soon as he breaks, that's it. He's, he's focusing on the corner now. And that was my chance. The fact his mirror was in, I could, I could obviously dive. But um, So do you think was a big part of... A big part of just that maneuver like, you know, that we're talking about, a big part of it was understanding your opponent. Yeah, I, th I think a lot of it, you know, some people you don't understand and that's why I think sometimes it gets quite difficult. But yeah. obviously the better you know them, you know what they're going to do and yeah. the styles and for sure the way my career and the way I looked at it, you watch all the races, the people you think is going to be there, yeah. you understand the way they are and it, it, sure it helps. That's cool. So following on from that, we had a, a mega year in Jeanette Juniors, rookie champion, and I'm pretty the, the the title fight went all the way down to the last round, didn't it? Um, I think you clawed back to like within three points of the championship yeah. lead, I think, at some point, uh, and then we had a little bit of a little bit of an issue, which we don't know. We still to this day don't really know what the issue was, do we? You know, right. and, and I look back, like, even now, I look back and think. Was it something we were missing? Was it something to do with the car? Um, you know, it, it, yeah, I don't think, I think it's one of them things that we're just never going to find out unless everyone's on the same page to try and find the solution. Yeah. I think you just got to, you know, sweep it under the carpet and just accept it what it is. Like you say, you can't control everything. So it is what it is. Yeah. So the following year was F4, first year in it. Yep. How did it go? I'd like to think it went pretty well, but, um, <laughs> you know, with double R racing, it was yep. 
group of people I'd never been with before and I treated kind of as everything else, just try and learn, see what everyone's about and then, you know, where you stand and yeah. obviously all push on and that was, it was a, as well as being a good year, it was a very enjoyable year yeah. for me. Um, enjoyed it very much and we obviously broke a few records and Come enjoyed it along the way. Yeah. Including the championship. Yeah, you know, obviously winning the championship in the first year was, I was pretty pleased about and it was a good kind of, even though the junior had gone well, and obviously the second half, like we said, we're not quite sure what happened, yeah. but that was kind of, everything was right that year, you know. Even though things do get a little bit rocky, it was still, we still had a touch of what was going on, yeah. you know, so we could just, everything was right and you could show that. So would you say that the, the key to that F4 season was the highs were great and they were, you know, they went well, and yeah. as you hopefully expect it to do, do sometimes, but the lows... The key was everyone was on the same page. Everyone was still working. Yeah. Everyone was trying to find the solution. And That's the thing. The lows, we knew what they were and why they happened. You know, that yeah. that was for me. So then we could re-erect re them, yeah. you know, and go from there. But for me, that was, that was where we kind of... So would you say there was... Um, uh, obviously you said that it's a new team you've never worked with them before you have to get up to speed pretty quick with one another don't you so there has to surely be an element of trust yeah. within one in, one another and just trust that each individual is there to do the job and that, that's the thing for me it was the trust yeah. I had full trust in what was around me and the mechanic you know was was unreal and when, when you sit in that car for me the biggest thing is knowing everything's going to go right yeah. you know, and that's that's one of the biggest bits for me when yeah. you're sitting in that car you know, 100% effort's gone into this. And if he says it's going to be fixed, it's going to be fixed. Yeah. So after winning that championship, you got the opportunity to into the shootout for the McLaren Autosport Award, which is a pretty prestigious event just to be selected to, to take part in, let alone win it. Um, mm. You know, how was that? Not many people have been had the opportunity to do it. Yeah, it was it was an amazing opportunity. You know, you're driving LMP3, uh, Formula Two, and the McLaren GT3 car, and you know, going into that, you all, you all think you're the best, don't you? You know, you all think you've got all the experience. <laughs> I think you have to, though, don't you? You, you yeah, have to have that for kind sure. of confidence in yourself. Yeah, I think if you don't, you, you've finally given up and yeah. you've, you've shot yourself in the foot before you even started. But I think. Going into it, I felt a lot more experienced or it wasn't until afterwards. And, you know, at this point, I'd only driven British F4 car and no GP3, no F3, no nothing. Yeah. But um, which all the other boys had, you know, I think it was Futural from Renault, um, Gamble and Caroline. From and the, some, of, it, some of them had even done it before, hadn't they? Yeah. Um, so it was very tough. You know, they know the process. They have a lot more experience aero-wise, which was obviously going to play a big factor for me. You know, you go from... F4, I think it's 150 or so horsepower to then the F2 with like 500 with boost, you know, <laughs> so it's it's a big jump. Yeah. And it wasn't until after that I'd realised how little experience I did have, you know, driving that free car. If I'd had that experience going into the award, it probably been a very different story. But yeah. car-wise, I only had done two years of racing, exactly. very inexperienced, and it was, it was a big eye-opener. It, it was very difficult, you know, you're... So from from yeah. that experience, then what did you what did you learn? What was your takeaway from doing the entire process? Other than the fact that you needed more experience, did, was there anything that you looked you know as someone that does is very aware of his surroundings? Is there something that you noticed that you weren't doing or was doing compared to the rest of them or the engineers or the mechanics? Well, I think you know everyone says be ready for a step or two steps above what you are, but I think also be ready for not so much two steps of where you are on a single seat path, but open 
be ready for a GT or an LMP, you know, get re get ready for them styles as well, not mm. just be so narrow-minded just on single-seaters. Yeah, okay. Um, or just the path you're on, because it could quite quickly change. And if you wanted to be more prepared, do you think you could have, and there's, there's no right or wrong answer to this, it's just a query, to be honest, but do you think you could have gone and spoken to other drivers or other engineers in different teams to get a better gauge on what those cars would have been like? Um, you know, we did, we did speak to others oh, okay. and, um, but until you drive them, it can only get you so far, yeah. you know, and until you do experience it yourself, it's every, everything in theory is one thing, but yeah. practical is another, isn't it? Yeah, it takes exactly. time, it takes time to feel what you're trying to do. Yeah. Especially when it's, you know, it's not like, right, you've got two days driving an F2 car, yeah. just, just pan around all day or the same. It's like in three laps, go. And know. if you, did you afterwards, obviously you didn't win. Who did win that year? Was it, was it uh, Tom, Tom, Tom Gamble? Gamble? Yeah. So although you didn't win, did you get some form of feedback from the judges afterwards? Uh, yeah, did. And it was what I expected. You know, yep. uh, they, they had said, you know, you've done a good job with the experience you had, et cetera. And, but for me, it was just the killer of wanting the experience. You know, if you, if you could just go pound round in a GT3 car for yeah. three days prior or get F2 look like similar. Yeah. But, but you're talking 30 grand for yeah, GT testing exactly. and you're talking another 30 grand for LMP3 testing. And yeah. And that's the thing, you know, some on. people had driven bits and bobs beforehand, yeah. which, you know, for sure would give them an advantage. Like I don't driven the GP circuit of uh, Silverstone once, you know, so <laughs> everything was kind of against me, but you know, I, don't, I don't like to use that as an excuse. You know, I no, took away course. a lot of experience and still use it to this day. But no, I think that's, that's you know, pretty humble of you, to be fair, which is not quite rare in a racing driver. Right. <laughs> so, so, yeah, thanks for sharing on that side because I think there's a lot of people that don't actually take that kind of, they don't, they don't, they don't accept that you, you've got a bit, give yourself a bit of time to learn. It's not yeah. as simple as just jumping straight in. I think the problem is in the sport, there's all these fairy tale stories that are oh, such and such just jumped straight in the car and he was quick immediately. You know, even in the, that year of Janetta Juniors, yes, you were very inexperienced and you hadn't done much, but we worked our asses off to make sure that you were ready away yeah. from the track. And I think that kind of goes under the radar. Uh, and I think people at home may be listening to this or, or the, just the motorsport world in general needs to kind of take that to account yeah. and accept that, all right, it's a learning process. Always, everything's a learning process. And that for me, the the Formula 1 drive to survive, that's why I love it because it's real. Yeah. You know, what you see outside of Formula 1, everything's very professional and don't get me wrong, it's still professional in it, but it gives you a bit more of an insight of what actually goes on, yeah. you know, and that's what people don't see of us. You know, they look at the results, oh, he's slow. Yeah. You know, but there's a, there's a lot that goes on. And uh, for me, that's what, it opens up everyone's eyes and then they all of a sudden have a second thought. So do you think then for this year, we should do a documentary behind the scenes of Kian Dewis so they can actually get a feel of what you're doing and what you're up to? Is this a, is this yeah, everyone at home? If you think this is a good idea, send a message in and we'll just do it. I, I think, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's going to go one or two ways, but um, <laughs> I think it's good even to look back on, you know, for, for sure it opens up a lot of eyes yeah. for people and they get a bit much bigger understanding of what actually goes on. Yeah, definitely. Moving from that McLaren Autosport experience, you found yourself in British F3 for one year or your first year in it. How did it go? Uh, you know, it's it's back to square one again. You know, you're, you're learning all over again and trying to get to grips with the car as quick as you can, you know. There's a lot of testing that goes on with others and you are going to always be back on the back foot when you haven't got the biggest of budgets. Yeah. But 
like I say, you just do the best with what you got. Um, quite difficult the first half of the year. Um, you know, just trying to get my head around the car and whether it's a bit me, not quite getting on with the car or vice versa. But the second half of the year, something clicked. I'm not quite sure still to this day, but everything just started working together really, yeah. really well. And, you know, the highest point scorer through the whole second half of the year. So that, for me, was a good high and finished finished where I needed to. But And where did you finish fourth that year, is that right? Yeah, fourth in the championship. It was... Yeah. You know, at one point I was down to 12th in the first yeah. half. You yeah. know, I think there was about six races where I just DNF'd and everything was just going wrong. Yeah. Absolutely everything. And just... And how did you how did you recover that? Like, you know, what did you do? Did you sit the team down or did you did you go home and think, oh, I've got to sort this out, what we're going to do? Or, you know, who, who, are you, who are you leaning on for that support? You know, every, every weekend you, go, you turn up and you drive as hard as you can. And for me, as long as I was doing that, I knew I'd, I'd gone out and done all I could. Yeah. And um, that's all it really was for the second half. Just turned up and drove as hard as I could. And all of a sudden, we were just at the front. Don't really know why. Car and myself just seemed to get on a lot better. And Stars aligned. Yeah, exactly. And just everything just transformed. And it was just so much better. And, you know, we look at Donington at the end of the year and it's it's me and Hoggard and we're gone by like 15 seconds. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It was a, it. a dramatic change from yeah. the first half of the year. And, you know, where you put yourself on the grid, you're in that mid-range or midfield where everybody just needs to get to the front. And, you know, you do get caught up in instance yeah. and it, things yeah. like that happen and you've got to keep Emphasizing your head Emphasizing that the whole out, out, outright speed thing is absolutely crucial, isn't it, in the single-seater world? Yeah, you know. You've got to qualify at the front to stay out of trouble. Yeah, when you see what these the British F3 car can do on such a narrow circuit, you, you get within six temps and it's, it's so tough to overtake, yeah. you know. It's... After qualifying, it's, it's not done, but the first lap or two of the race is, is very important. After yeah, and yeah. after that, it's everyone's just so close. You know, they all spread out by six tenths or so, and then it's just follow the leader. But it's, it's certainly hard racing. Yeah, absolutely. Which then led you to do another year, obviously, which is a no-brainer, isn't it? Doing another year of British F3 after you've had a, a, a really strong end to the second half. Um, uh, talk us through how that went. Yeah, like you said, um, obviously finishing the first year very, very strong and looked to be a very strong contender for the second half. You know, there was a lot of options, a lot of deals after that after that year. And um, for me, I was happy where I was. You know, we'd finished highest point scorer and was very competitive and was very happy with the car. But um, something had happened, you know, we'd had a new aero package for the second year, yeah. um, different engine manufacturer, um, so a lot of things have changed and it did seem to have a bit more of an effect than what we'd liked and it did slow the car down in different ways but you do just try and get around it all you try and get your head down as best you can but it just wasn't right there was yeah. just I don't know was, nothing worked correctly there was just myself and the car it just it just didn't go stars weren't know. aligning this season no and um <laughs> Like I said, at the start of the year, the experience from the year before kind of helped a lot, yeah. you know, for the rookies. It was sometimes doing like three or four cars off the line. Yeah. You know, that's what really saved me. Um, even though we'd had a win in the season opener, it was, everyone was like, oh, great. But that was one of the hardest weekends. Uh, in the two days prior, we we are so slow. Just you, you, still felt, you still felt you didn't have it underneath you, even despite the result. Yeah, that's the yeah. thing. It was... Everyone, oh, it's great, it's great. I, I knew myself, we're like, we're in a lot of trouble here. But that's quite interesting, isn't it? And I think maybe that's something that our listeners can actually take from this. 
even though you got the result, you still didn't just go, oh, well, we won. That's brilliant. You went, we won, but you were quite honest with yourself. Yeah. Like, we won, but come on, guys, this, this, we're not there. Yeah. This is going to be tough. And as it turned out to be, by the sound of it. Yeah, that was, for me, one of the hardest, most difficult years or keeping your head in the right place. You know, yeah. people do doubt a lot of things in you and it does get to the point even yourself as, yeah. have I maybe lost this after a lockdown? You know, we'd been in a lockdown for a very long time. Yeah. Prior to lockdown, things were good with all the error, everything. Not not quite sure what happened when we come back, but mm. just, like you say, stars weren't aligned and it was very tough and just tried to do the best job we could with what I had. And unfortunately, halfway through, it was made a tough decision to pull out of the championship, but that wasn't, you know, politics as well, but it wasn't me giving up. It was just, yeah. it was the right thing to do and I won't go into what happened, but that was just the way things go sometimes. Mm. Yeah. And I think that's that's I think that's fair and honest of you to say because you didn't. The key is you didn't give up, and it's not a sign of you giving up. And I think that's sometimes the thing that people don't want to be seen to be giving up. But sometimes walking away is not giving up. It's the right thing to do because it's only going to make you stronger further down the line, or yeah. or, or mentally, you know, and emotionally, you're going to be able to actually go a step further. Yeah, you know, now you find yourself here sat here with me talking about it you know already i can feel you've learned so much from last year so let's let's call it what it was it was a shit year last yeah. year and it should have got for everyone in the world but for your career and your results that you expected it was pretty cack <laughs> yeah but it's i've no doubt that it's made you stronger as a person yeah that, for sure like there were so many chances that i could i could just gave up i was so many days of testing and racing i just even sat down with my dad and said, i don't want to do this yeah I, I can't it's just but look you know you get your head in the right place again you push on um but yeah for sure that for me is one of the hardest years and it can only go better than that i'm sure it can't <laughs> get worse it. you know so so i learned a lot i probably learned more in a hard year than you do in a good year absolutely you know yeah. so the yeah. british f4 was great very good did learn a lot but you have to learn in yeah. the, when it's tough. You know, it's quite easy to go along with it when it's well. You know, as long as you're driving while the car is fast, you, everyone yeah. goes home happy. But when things aren't great, it's, it certainly brings you on twice as much. So now we have Kian Dewis 2.0 in 2021. I call it the re-up. Yeah. Kian Dewis is back. And I, you know, me personally, it's, uh, it's, it's a, you know, I'm not an emotional person, but I find it quite emotional being able to sit here with you and talk about this and, and also with what we've got coming up in the future. Um, so just, just tell us what, what, what's your plans? For, what are we doing for 2021? Yeah. Obviously for starters, for me, it's time for a change. You yeah. know, what, not saying what happened before isn't working, but I feel like it's time and ready in the right time to just start fresh and go from, go at things from a different angle yeah. and uh, going to switch over from, single seaters to more tin top GTs. Yeah. Um gonna be competing in the Porsche Crow Cup G B championship. Get in. So I'm looking forward to it very much. Yeah. And with Team Parker Racing. Um, you know they had a very strong year the year before with uh, Harry King. Yeah. And so it's gonna be a tough year. Very tough. Well you know Harry's coming back. Yeah. Dan Camish is gonna be coming back as well from the touring car championship. So yeah. you've got a multiple time Porsche G B winner. 
and champion and you know an absolute dominant year from king last year coming back so and he's your teammate this year so that's yeah. it's going to be a tough year but if i know you you're going to fully rise to the challenge uh, yeah definitely you know it's if you don't you, you're setting yourself up to fail straight away yeah but um i've certainly got some learning to do and obviously king being in the same team it's there's no excuses. It's you've got the data, you've got the video. It's black and white. That's what you got to do. Yeah. And um, I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm hopefully going to push on as hard as we can. Let's take the fight to uh, the Carrera Cup GB or back on the touring car package as well, which is fantastic. So yeah. we'll see. Hopefully, obviously, depending on COVID, we'll see some big crowds. Um, and uh, and yeah, I think you know for me, I'm looking forward to seeing Key and Dewis coming back through that grid because they've got the reverse grid races. All I can say is to the to the other drivers, just watch out. Yeah, Kian Dewis is coming through. You know, we got headlights. We can flash. We can <laughs> yeah. we can race. And that's for me is being able to go racing again. Yeah. It's being let free. You can overtake. You can give it. And for me, that's what what saved me in the juniors. If you was never quite fast enough, you could still race your way through. And that's yeah. what it was in karting. You know, if you don't have the outright pace, you could still do something with it. Yeah. And uh, that's what I'm looking forward to do. Hopefully, in the Porsche Crow Cup. Perfect. Well. All I can say is, Kian, best of luck. Our Kokoro team will be with you all the way through it. We've got your back. And uh, let's go win that championship. Thank you very much. I look forward to it. Thanks. Thanks.